People always ask how I balance my family life with 400 shows a year. I'm just doing what I love with the people I love. It's my magic life. I like Wes Isley. I like everything about him. All right. The podcast world is kind of like the magic world. Once you dive in deep, everyone kind of knows each other. Um, If not directly, but a friend of a friend. I belong to several online groups to pitch yourself to podcasts and try to look for guests. Today's guest uh, sent her information as a potential guest on one of those. And upon reading, I realized that she lived about an hour from me. Long story short, we booked her and here she is. She's a homeschool mom of three, a blogger, an author, an illustrator, and much more. Everybody, it's Leah Stein. What's happening, girl? How are you? Good. How are you doing? We are rocking and rolling. Uh, Things are actually turning around. I think the last podcast, I had the blues, and I was saying, oh, we don't have any shows, and I'm just sick of this. And then the phone started ringing, and I think we're going to have a normal summer this year, so I'm excited. Almost normal, I think. Almost normal. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, much better than the past two years, so can't complain. That's awesome. Yes. Great. How's things with you? Good, good. We just uh, got our HVAC replaced after a couple months running on emergency heat. Um, So that's like the highlight of my week. How does does emergency heat work? I don't know. Do we have emergency heat on ours? It doesn't run the outside unit. So it only runs the inside unit, but it's like these heat strips and your electric bill doubles when you use it. Oh, oh ho, ho. Yeah, so I bet you're, you're celebrating in a couple different ways then. Right? Yeah, I'm thrilled. And, it, um, and it's and nice then, and warm. Your toes. You, you, can you feel your toes now? Yeah. You know, yesterday, um, the my kids went wrestling um, in Newport News with my husband, and I turned the heat up to like 70. I was like, I'm just cranking it up because I want to. <laughs> Heck yeah. Nice. For no reason. So, so uh, yeah. as a homeschool mom, let's start with the homeschooling thing. Um, like us, you're not doing it for political or religious reasons. Can you tell everybody why you chose to homeschool? Yeah, actually, I um, had no intentions of homeschooling. I was like, that's for those crazy, unsocialized people. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I was, I, my oldest son, he was in, in a, a preschool and everything, and then I was taking him to the doctor to go get his shots for his and his records and everything for his um, kindergarten year. He had even went to the school and did the tour and everything. And I'm filling out the paperwork, and I called my husband, and I'm like, I can't do this. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, you work all the time. He's a chef, so he works pretty much, well, at that point in time, he was working probably 16-hour days, six days a week, wow. sometimes seven days a week. So the only time they got to see him was in those moments that he was home. And if they were at school, they would never get to see him. I mean, he never had a weekend off because he worked in the resort area. So holidays were out, weekends were out. So the only time we had was like random days in the middle of the week. I was like, I just, I can't do this. Cause you know, daddy time is so precious to them. Yeah. Um, so that's why we started. And here we are eight years later. Oh, that's sweet. I like that reasoning. And now, now you've totally changed your mind, right? And we're not all just un, un, um, unsocialized people, huh? <laughs> no, no, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a select few, but well, that's yes, my choice. I think that's, <laughs> yeah, I think that's everywhere, but... You yeah. have that in regular school, too, though. I was about to say Absolutely. that, too. I was, about, I was exactly just about to say that. You have that everywhere. And I, I've, I've had conversations with people where I'm like, you know, homeschool kids, I've 
you know, they may have some awkward moments, just like any other kids. I said, but the difference between them and kids that go to uh, regular school is that they are willing to play and engage with all age groups. So, like, when we go to the, um, you know, the different homeschool, the reach homeschool activities, Lana's like, I made a friend and she's a teenager. And I was like, oh, that's awesome, you know? And then she's also going and playing with kids that are younger than her and older than her and her age. And I'm just like, this is great. I think it's wonderful that they don't mind stepping out of that, that comfort zone of being in your own age where it's not, you know anyone's fault just in public school that's who you're with all the time so that makes you comfortable with just your own age so I don't know yeah, I, always I completely thought that was agree no I see that in my kids all the time um and even with the and, and with adults too like they could go and talk to adults just like they were their friend right there's yeah. no hesitation there's no discomfort I mean you know in a regular setting they could go and have a conversation with any adult and not feel weird about it yes yeah that's one thing I really, I really liked seeing, since homeschooling. Because I mean, neither one of us were planning on ever homeschooling either. You know, we both grew up in public schools, and that's what I always yep. imagine my kids doing. But with our lifestyle and how often we're we're normally gone when it's non-COVID, um, we'd never see our kids. So yeah, right, it's exactly. And you right. know, there are problems with homeschooling. You know, just like with public school, there's the demand and the the stuff that, that should happen around the house might not happen right? because the kids are home all day, every yes. day, yes. you know? So the house is messier. The, you know, they take more things out, they get into more stuff, you know? So that's, you know, frustrating. But yeah. at the same time, if we were in public school, we'd have different problems, you know, it wouldn't be the same kind of problems. Right. We're recording this today on Valentine's day. So it's going to go out in a couple of days. On the 16th. But my little girl had a whole, not a breakdown, but she was very adamant and trying to finagle the system today because it's Valentine's Day. You don't have to do school on Valentine's Day. Oh, it's a it's a holiday. <laughs> and I was telling her, I don't think so, honey. All the kids that live on this street, we have five houses on our street. We're out in the country, so we have space between all the houses. I'm like, but all the kids that you know that live on our street are all at school today. But they get up early so that they can hang out. I was like, no. They get up early so that they can catch an early bus, spend all day at school, come home around 4. Parents get home around 5 or 6. They have dinner, do their homework, and then they go to bed. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Repeat the next I know, day. I, I said, you're lucky. You only have, like, at this point, she's around 2 to 2 and a half hours of, of actual sitting down doing school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I'm like, you're lucky. You don't have to be in school for eight hours. Just two and a half a day. Count your blessings, honey. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. I mean, we only do school four days a week. Yeah. Um, and the fifth the fifth day is normally the, the goal is to make it a fun day for the activities that we don't always get to do, like harmonica lessons that the boys wanted to do and experiments, science experiments that we don't necessarily always have the time for because they don't really go along with what we're doing in school. Uh-huh. So, like, that's what we actually did today because they had a really long weekend wrestling. They were wrestling. They put wrestle Saturday and Sunday. So they're just pretty tired. So I was like, let's just have a fun day. Yeah, yeah. That's always nice. And that's cool. So when we have shows, like, we had a show near Jamestown and we just took the rest of the day and just went to Jamestown. Yeah. And made it, oh, you know, fun. a field trip. You know, that's what that's what's so cool about this, you know? 
oh, there's so many opportunities. Like, once spring hits, we're probably going to end up taking off at least a week just to enjoy the nature and the things that are blooming. And But it's not like we're taking off completely because we'll be outside. We'll be looking at the birds. We'll be looking at the different things coming up. We'll, my son loves entomology, so he will be finding all the bugs yeah. and seeing what's out there. Still learning, so even though different. you're having fun. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Perfect. And and the, you get to travel so much more. I mean, Lana's done more traveling in her 10 years than I did before I was 30. I don't know. So, I mean... It, it was, I think it's awesome. All the places she gets to go, and now our our boys, too, once, you know, they're Total older and can realize what's going on. <laughs> yeah. She's she, went know, to Mexico much. and Vegas and yeah. Maryland and Florida and Nashville yeah. and, yeah, name it. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, there's more places than I've ever been. Nah. <laughs> so, I'd like to travel, but we just don't have the, the bandwidth. I mean, we have uh, chickens and dogs and cats and dish tanks and a snake so that's a lot to maintain while we're gone yeah we have quite a few animals with with you know magic shows and all but we have some awesome neighbors that don't mind popping over and and taking care of care of them for us so that's awesome yeah the dog goes on the road with us the dog does go on the road with us yeah oh okay um so with two in school we don't have two in school yet how's that going was that a big change or is it kind of that wasn't bad um it, you know, I say it wasn't bad, but I remember now back when my middle was just getting into school, he was constantly disruptive. You know, he would climb all over the stuff and talk while Zachary was trying to do his work and, you know, it's chaos because mm-hmm. he was young. He was, he was four or five years old and it was just tough. Um, I'm a little concerned about when the the toddler starts wanting to be involved because she's going to be chaos I can just tell now (laughs) (laughs) but you know I think that they'll be a little older at that point I mean she's only 18 months so by the time she joins I'm hoping that they are doing way more independent work right so that I'm not you know constantly juggling all of them yes yeah our baby it wasn't too bad our babysitter that's with us, Natalie's niece, she 90% lives with us now, and um, she's doing her senior year, and it's all it's all on her. We don't help her at all. We don't look over her okay. stuff. There's nothing There's nothing for us to do, so it's that's that's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's all, it's all yeah. her. I mean, she reads the books, and she answers the question, and watches the videos, and answers the question, and she's done. So nice. Yeah. yeah, my oldest, he decided that he recently he wanted to do math online. So I was like, "All right, let's do it." So he's been doing that for a couple of weeks now and so far so good. Awesome. So maybe he'll want to do more subjects online too. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Well, the crazy thing is, I I saw your I put that thing out online that we're looking for guests and you wrote in and then I realized you're close by. Then I realized that you'd seen my show at that Fredericksburg thing, and that's before right. we really started going there. I just worked there that once. The homeschool group. Yeah, yeah and the REACH homeschool group in Fredericksburg. Then I started teaching there, and now your son's in my class. What does he come home? Yep. Does he say how cool I am? Or he... <laughs> he loves the class. He loves it. Good, good. He, I like to hear that. He has big plans with all your coding things and all the stuff. He has a friend in Virginia Beach that he's going to be coding with. Awesome. <laughs> oh, sending, cool. Sending secret letters. <laughs> Well, he's in the spy magic class, so yeah, yeah. So he's learning all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah, he loves it. 
Awesome. So um, let's let's introduce everybody to what you actually do for a living. You're a homeschool mom, and that's a full-time job in its own. But you also are a blogger, and you help out podcasts. Tell everybody about all that. So I write podcast episode blog posts. Um, some people don't even know what that is, or that's even a thing. Um, but there are people out there who have podcasts, and they have businesses that are related to their podcasts. Most of them are self-help, self-development, coaching, things like that, where they want to reach as many people as they can with their content. They want to drive people to their website. They want to have repurposing content available for social media that they can use. Um, so I write those blogs to help them with that. I write SEO blogs and I also do show notes as well, which is good because I can help pull different quotes. Um, a lot of people write their own show notes, but sometimes they don't hear the quotes that are good because they said it. <laughs> so they kind of miss it. Uh, I feel like a lot of times there's extra quotes that I hear and they're like, Oh, I didn't even, didn't even think about that one that they can use on social media and things like that to draw people to their podcast. So that is what I do. And how long have you been doing that? Uh, actually I just relaunched my business in August. So I haven't been doing this that long. I've been writing pretty much my whole life, but, um, before this I was doing marketing for real estate agents, newsletters, blog posts, postcards, things like that. But it wasn't it wasn't what I really loved to do. So I decided it was time to switch my focus. So do you do these blogs like weekly or however you know, do you do it, it for depends. each of the podcasts that they do or how does how does that work? How often do it you do it? It depends on what the client wants. Um, most times they if they depending on how many podcasts a, a month they do, they'll just do them all. Like a package deal, like four like let's say they have a podcast every week, they would do four a month. Okay. And they would just send it to me about a week, like, as soon as they record it, they send it to me. I'd write it so that they could post it all out at the same time. Oh, cool. Very cool. And if someone has a podcast, they're listening to this and want you to help them out, they can go to leahstein.com? Yep. S-T-I-N-E. Everybody spells it wrong, so. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. That's no, all right. I, yeah, I would see how that would happen. Yeah, it happens all the time. Like, yeah. And my husband, you know, it's been his name his whole life, and he still doesn't spell it when he says it. I'm like, you should probably do that. And yeah. It's mad that somebody <laughs> spelled it wrong. I'm like, well, everybody spells it wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, so you're 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 not doing a transcript though. It's definitely a blog no. post, just right. Because a transcript is just exactly what you say. Um, most transcripts need edited when you go in to, you know, take out things that didn't really transcribe right. Um, but nobody really reads the transcript because it's long winded. It's very repetitive. So how I do it is I actually listen to the whole podcast and I take notes as I go. I kind of make an outline because there's a lot of times where somebody will talk about something and then they'll loop back to it later in the podcast, but it gets kind of lost if it's not bumped back with it if that makes sense mm -hmm. so like I'd put the like topics together rather than like a transcript where you just reading exactly what it was said okay and you kind of give an overview of what what that podcast was and kind of pump it up to make it sound good no it, actually no I just take the content and I reword it so that it makes sense so it's a standalone article so like if I'm let's say so what happened okay, let me start from beginning here so okay. what, <laughs> Sorry. where I came up with the idea was I was listening to podcasts and 
I kept getting interrupted by the kids all the time because three kids, they just talk all right. the time. Right. So the only time I was able to listen to them is when I'm driving home from dropping them off at wrestling. And that'll probably end soon once the baby starts being more, you know, verbal. So I was like, you know, I wish I had this content. And I would click and I would find that, oh, this person does have a blog. That's great. I can read the content instead of trying to listen to it. And then I got frustrated because there was not as many people out there that did it that I liked, that I would like. Or they'd have blogs, but they weren't about the podcast episode when I really wanted that same information. So that's where my idea was born, out of the frustration of not having it available to me when I wanted it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So... Have you had any podcasts that you didn't want to have to listen to and you had to transcribe? <laughs> not, tra- not transcribe, but blog, yeah, yeah, blog about? Um, not yet. Okay. I, I really haven't. Um, I'm pretty open, but I'm more geared toward the, the self-help and the development aspect of things because I feel like there are so many people out there that need that mindset help and the just just that extra push I guess you could say and sometimes they just can't find it and but they find a podcast they really love but then they're like man where do I go from here and they can't access the information if they only have time to read it okay so yeah well the reason I asked that question was because at Halloween we were wallpapering our RV and we were trying to find like a, a scary story or a ghost story podcast and boy some of them were just like I just wanted to reach through the thing and shake the people and wake them up and say, you're not entertaining. You're not telling a story. We don't... Holy crap. Wow. Get on with it. It's well, We don't care about what you had for dinner last night. We want to hear the scary story. Right. It was... <laughs> it was It was very... It was like pulling teeth. And we went through like four of them and we gave up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of the basic... Like when, you, when I write the blogs, if there's a lot of like conversational stuff that really doesn't have anything to do with the topic, mm-hmm. I just don't put that in. Yeah. Because it's not relevant to what the what the episode's actually about. Yeah. And that's also a difference between a transcription and a, a blog post is you're, you're going to cut all that conversational stuff out. I mean, some of it you need, but some of it, like what you had for breakfast, is pretty irrelevant. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like they had five minutes of stories and they had to fill the other 55 minutes with BS. So, yeah. I don't yeah, know. that's that's a lot of... uh wasted time (laughs) yeah so do you have a a whole list of clients are you still looking for more are you pretty busy or how's that how's that for you uh well since i'm still growing i am definitely looking for more um i don't want to bite off more than i can chew though so i only have openings for about probably four or five more clients okay awesome and that is leahstein.com, L-E-A-H-S-T-I-N-E.com. So, and I'm on Instagram and Facebook under Leah Stein Writing. Awesome. So you also wrote a children's book a while back. Tell me, tell me about that. Um, I wrote a book about a boy and his butterfly. It's about a monarch butterfly from egg to butterfly and the life cycle. Uh, that was actually inspired by our homeschooling because every year we had a butterfly garden out front. And every year we'd collect the eggs and watch the whole process because oh, nice. monarchs are 
you know, very important and they are endangered. And so it's very important to try to make them available as much as possible. And we had a lot of wasps and stuff around that would eat the caterpillars really quickly. So Mm. we would try to protect them as much as possible. Uh, And that's where the, the story was born from. And the character is based off of my kids, um, the, well, the older, the boys, and the name is a combination of their names, so it's kind of neat, Zayden, Zachary and Caden, um, and I illustrated it with a friend of mine, she did the watercolor stuff, and I did the acrylic paint, and it's available on Amazon. Very cool. And what's it called it's, again? What's the title? Uh, a Boy and His Butterfly. A Boy and His Butterfly. That seems really sweet. I like it. Thank you. I'm, I'm in the works of my next one, which is going to be a girl and her earthworm. Oh, cute. Is it going to have your daughter's name? Yeah, uh, actually, it's going to have. So when when we were naming her, we couldn't decide on River Willow or River Marie. And we decided on River Marie, but the boys still wanted her to be named Willow. So that's going to be the character's name. <laughs> oh, perfect. That's awesome. So it still gets used. Yeah. That's sweet. I like it. And that's coming out on Amazon soon? It's on Amazon now. Oh! No, the, no not the Earthworm one. Sorry. Sorry. Nope, I'm lying. Uh, I have not finished that one yet. I just haven't I haven't dug in. I, I haven't mostly written. I just uh, got to some finalizing to do, and I have to do all the art. Awesome. So I'm not sure when that's going to be out yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, how'd you like illustrating your own book? It was fun. It was fun. Me and my friend just sat around and one, actually one night we just sat and painted all the paintings and then I just scanned them and uploaded them and ta-da. <laughs> wow. Wow. I have a buddy of mine that I went to high school with that was awesome at art and then he ended up being an art teacher at Virginia Tech, and now he's like the head of the art division or art wing at Virginia Tech. Oh, awesome! And he did he did the illustrations for ours. I'm like, yep, I'll let you do that, not me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Lana had a had a project recently in school to write a a children's book, her own children's book. So they're like, you know, three to five sentences per page, and then you know you have to have so many pages, and you have to have at least four pictures. And she was like, okay, but can I have more pictures? I was like, yeah, have as many pictures as you want. And she's like, I'm going to have a picture on every page. I was like, that's fine. And then she starts drawing all the pictures, and she's like, Mom, this is taking forever. I said, well, you don't have to do a picture on every page. No, but I do. So, it's <laughs> so that's I thought funny. that was funny. Yep. Yeah, I didn't even know I could paint until about five years ago. So it was oh, a hidden, cool. hidden talent. <laughs> well, now you need to start an Etsy. You start doing oh, all, gosh. all kinds of paintings. You know, I, I for a while, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do that. And I paint a bunch of stuff. And then I just, I, it's really hard to do that with a lot of the competition because there's just so many people out there that paint and that do stuff like that. Um, I've sold a few paintings, like custom paintings. That was really awesome. But other than that, it's just not really worth my energy <laughs> well also being the homeschool mom and teaching kids and chasing your 18 month old and right taking them to practice and doing blogs i don't see how you have time for any of that stuff right that's true too 
Multitasking. <laughs> it's, it's a skill. Yeah. Definitely uh, a skill. Exactly. So you just recently moved to, um, is it near Fredericksburg? Are you in Fredericksburg? Yeah. I'm not in Fredericksburg. I'm actually in Spotsylvania County. Okay. So, and you moved from uh, Virginia Beach. How was that? Yep. How was that on you and the boys and the family and <laughs> COVID time and all that stuff? Oh my gosh, it was rough. It was rough because, you know, the baby was COVID baby. So she came in July, uh, the end of July, in 2020. And then Christmas that year, uh, it was like Christmas, Christmas Eve, my husband got the job offer to move. So oh, wow. Janu- yeah. So like January, I feel like he came here in the middle of January. He came before us. So we had to get the house ready. We had to renovate and do any renovations we needed, paint, you know, get all the stuff ready to get, go on the market and get sold. Right. Because he started, I feel like, I still feel like he started on the middle of January. He, he swears it was the end of January, but I could be off on my time. But we did we closed on the new house on February 17th. So, um, that was it was, fast. A, it, it was a whirlwind. Yeah. Uh, like it. It was very long days, very long nights. Um, thank God for my mother-in-law. She came over and hung out with the baby pretty much all day. Uh, the boys were stressed out, hectic, and, you know, we, we had to leave a lot of things behind that the kids loved, and that was really hard on them. My oldest son had a pond that he had built, and, I mean, blood, sweat, and tears on that. You know, he busted his butt building and maintaining this pond and he had to tear it down Aww. um it was really really hard on him and my young my middle son he um he had a really hard time adjusting he's still having a hard time adjusting and but it wasn't just the move it was all the things it was covid the wrestling club that they were a part of shut down and never came back because it just couldn't it was in a school and you know, there's so many limitations on it. Plus, the coach retired, and so it was kind of just one hit after another. Yeah. And um, then we moved here, and we had nothing but problems. We had to live in a hotel for the first few days we were here. My husband's catalytic converters got stolen at the hotel, so that was fun. Good adventure. Our well had bacteria in it, and our water was orange for. I think the first two months we lived here so bathing a baby in that you got to boil the water on the sink and or boil the water on the stove and dump it in the sink Jeez. just to bathe the baby yeah uh the septic needed replaced I, it was just it was chaos so i think we're finally leveling out leveling out we got the hvac fix now so hopefully we won't have any more issues yeah Goodness. But our new house has eight acres, and we have woods, and we have chickens, and, you know, we have all the things we want, so nice. can does only he, go up from here. Does he have his pond yet? No, no. We're, we're working on it. We uh, we weren't able to bring the same stuff with us, because by the time we took it down, everything was kind of, we couldn't use it. Yeah. So, we need to rebuild, which I'm hoping we'll be able to start that process spring summer and get it done for them and we're also building a tree house in the backyard for them so we're just we started it in christmas and then we all got covid and then it snowed and it hasn't stopped snowing every weekend oh my goodness (laughs) i know it's crazy isn't it it needs to be spring already 
oh my gosh the other day when it was 67 degrees outside i was like oh my gosh i went out back and swept off the patio and sat outside for like three hours (laughs) oh it was wonderful i loved how warm it was and then it just went downhill (laughs) yes Yes, it it's cold it's today. Cold I had again. to go to the RV for a minute, and I came in the house. I'm like, <laughs> it was awful. Uh, yeah, it's like 29, I think, the last time I checked. Um, I got friends listening to this from Minnesota, and they're laughing, yeah, and, and Canada. Right, they're like, but, oh, No, we're supposed so to be in the cold. South. We're supposed to be in the South. Right. To say, right? You know, we lived in Minnesota for a year. My, Kate uh, was actually born in Minnesota. Uh. And um, we moved back because my husband was like, I just can't handle it. And I mean, he he lived in downtown. Like he had, he worked in downtown Minneapolis. And when he would go to work, like in the in the winter, it was like walls of snow on either side of the road because that's how much snow was piled up, like higher than his car. Goodness. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Like, and I was like, I don't have to go anywhere. He's like, Yeah, that's why you don't mind it. You could stay in the house all day if you want. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know. I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like it at all. I got the winter blues Horrible. this year because I had to stay inside too long. I, I used to walk the trails and jog the trails and, you know, tinker around in the backyard and play on the trails and play in the treehouse. And I was stuck inside for months on months on end. So It's been a long winter. I it has. Like. And, and I feel like it's been long and it's been very harsh. Yeah. You know, I was wondering, I was like, man, I'm in a funk, I'm, you know, like, the holidays kind of got me down, and, and and I'm never down with the holidays, you know, like, it was weird, but it was just the cold weather, and I just, it was kind of like one thing after another was just kind of blah, you know? Yeah. But No, but I understand. I, I think I get winter blues every year. It's just, I don't know, I'm not a winter person. I like my sunshine, I like the warmth. I much prefer spring and summer to winter. She keeps saying um, she wants to go to Texas. She heck wants to. Yes. My friend just moved to Texas um, a couple years ago and from Virginia Beach, and she loves it. She yeah. loves it. I haven't heard anybody say they've moved to Texas and haven't liked it. <laughs> Regretted it. I have never heard <laughs> a single true, person either. say, I'm, I lived in Texas for a year and then we just had to leave because you just couldn't handle it, like Minnesota. I've never heard right. that. <laughs> never. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Definitely true. Well, I talked to you a couple days ago um, at the uh, get together for the homeschool kids. Um, your middle boy and my little girl were playing in the arcade, and you and I sat yes. there and talked for a long time. But tell Natalie about how you got the boys involved in wrestling and all that entailed. I thought that was kind of neat. So, you know, when you have kids that are split ages like that, I mean, they are three years apart. So at the time, one was five, one was eight. And I was like, man, I really wish I could get them in something together. Because otherwise, you're going to be taking, it's what, like, I think if it's baseball or something, it's one, at least one practice a week and one game. And they'd be different. So it would be like four. Yeah. Like, really crazy. So I was like, man, I wish there was something I could do with them together. And our um, club president at the time happened to put a sign in my yard about a wrestling club Mm -hmm. starting at age five. I was like, oh, that handy so we went and tried it out and the kids loved it um and we just became a part of that club tallwood wrestling club is the was the best like i couldn't have asked for a better place to start my kids off wrestling it was just such a great experience um it built their love for it 
They love the coach. I mean, they still talk about him, and it's been almost two years since they've even seen him. Um, and it's just such a great sport because my oldest has always been a poor sport. Like, we couldn't play, like, Uno with him because he would throw a fit if he took his card or skipped him or whatever. Like, he was oh. terrible. Like, we wouldn't even play games with him. And it was really hard because the because Keaton loves loves games like he loves board games he'd play them all day every day, um, so wrestling like changed that because it's it's you you're the only one responsible for what happens out on that mat. Mm-hmm. You either do it or you don't. You either wrestle or you don't. And um, it's really it's just there's so many benefits to wrestling just their sportsmanship their level of camaraderie with with their teammates the friendships they've built it's just an amazing sport and i never even really knew anything about wrestling until this and it's it's been a journey but wrestling season definitely crazy when it hits i mean we caden wrestled a tournament on saturday actually he won the championship at top of the top of the podium oh, nice. um, so he got first place and then they wrestled in newport news on sunday so when I say that, they left the house at 6 a.m. They got home at about almost 9 p.m. Goodness. Wow. I mean, they, they stopped on the way home. So they technically would have gotten home by about 7.30 had they not stopped. But still, 6 a.m. to 7.30, and they were wrestling from 9 to 4, I think. Wow. So wrestling is not for the, the faint of heart. It is, a, it is a commitment. Yeah, sounds like it. But, it, you know, it's for like three months where they just go hard. I mean, they wrestle four nights a week they go wrestle six to eight four nights a week and then on the weekends they go to tournaments wow and uh yeah so it's it's a commitment but they love it and it's just it's something they look forward to and they're super healthy i mean i'm not gonna say they eat right all the time because that would be a big lie but (laughs) they work out every day you know and it's not an easy workout like the endurance aspect of it is insane. Well, your kid, your your oldest is also uh, very much got his weight on his mind, too. Uh, <laughs> my little girl had the uh, Valentine's Day party, and she went to our magic class because, you know, she, I'm babysitting her. I'm watching her. She just hung out in the back of my class, you know, and, and went through her hoard of candy. And she had she never seen a pixie stick before. And um, there, ever all the other kids. Oh yeah, that's yummy. It's sugar, but I mean it's yummy. And your son was like, "Yeah, I can't have those. I mean, I have to wrestle this weekend." And yeah, <laughs> I was like, wow. Because well, once you once you commit to a weight class, like okay, so he is in the ninety fifth percentile for his age. So he has had to pretty much wrestle up his entire wrestling career. Right now, he's finally at a spot where he doesn't have to wrestle above his age bracket. So he's in, like, a normal age bracket is middle school. So he's a middle school age bracket. But he's at 130. So if he goes above that and he weighs in above that, the weight class either gets 140 or 145. So it bumps up quite a bit. Mm. So he doesn't want to do that. Yeah. (laughs) I don't blame him. But he could easily stay at the 130. He could probably make 126 if he would just stop eating all the, the crackers and the the pretzels and the chips right 
but you know, it's a whole other level of commitment. Yeah. <laughs> For a kid, especially. Yeah. Did they, yeah. did they, um, when they moved wrestling places, cause you guys had to move, did they, did they fit right in and really get in there and really like it? Or were they kind of dragging their feet a little bit? Cause it was a different place. You know, it's been, it's been interesting. Um, they actually got into a very big funk because at the end of the season that they last wrestled a full season, I mean, they were dominating all the local tournaments. They were winning first place. They were bumping up in weight class and age brackets because they were beating all the kids at their age. Oh, wow. So we were like, you know, we would bump them up because we're like, we don't want you to just slaughter everybody. We want you to actually wrestle and have to put in some effort. Yeah. So we were bumping them up and, um, they, I mean, they were happy with that, but when we moved and when COVID happened and all the things, they just kind of stopped winning. And Aww. it's not that they don't know what they're doing, but I just, I don't know if they're freezing up on the mat or it, what the, what is going on exactly. Because <clears throat> they just kind of got out of it. Like they just have been losing more than they've been winning. But it's starting to turn around, I think, because Caden won his championship. He won first place a couple weeks ago also. Uh, and they have states coming up in a couple weeks. Maybe the it was states. just that big break of no wrestling. You have to get yourself back into the mindset maybe and really get get back yeah, into and it. Yeah, and the new club and the new coach and all the new people. And, I mean, I, right. I feel like they fit in pretty good and I feel like they enjoy it. You know, it's just different. It's different than they're used to. The coach is different than they're used to. You know, they, they always compare oh, well, Coach James would do this, and Coach James yeah. would do that. You know, and I'm like, well, unfortunately, that's not your coach. you got to listen to your current coach. Right. You know, I'm sure he knows what he's doing. You need to, to just buy into it. Just, you know, accept that this is where we're at. Right. Yeah. So it's it's been a struggle, but I think they're finally coming back from it, and they're finally really getting back into their own wrestling personality rather than, what everybody wants them to be and I told them that's really important you know because like because he's like well they, he keeps saying to do this differently do that differently I'm like well it's good to have a different views but when mm-hmm. you go out on the mat you do what feels right to you mm-hmm. because doing what feels right to him isn't going to help you on the mat yeah so you know it's, it's it's just a mindset thing that they I think they're really working through so mm-hmm. how does it how does it work with competition when you go as a club they're cheering each other on but does it really matter if somebody in your team wins or not i mean you want them to win because they're your friend but it depends on the tournament um some tournaments you go as a team and you wrestle as a team Mm -hmm. like it's like a duels where you're actually on a team and you guys wrestle in a lineup it goes from smallest to biggest you start at like 44 pounds or whatever and you go all the way up so you would wrestle another team that has the same weights and then definitely, it definitely counts for team points. Um, other tournaments, you wrestle individually, and they still count team points. So you could still potentially affect the team score. And then others, it's just, you just root them on because they're your teammates. Right. Huh, that's interesting. I always thought it was an individual thing, and you're just happy for your teammates. I didn't know. I didn't know they did team stuff. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we didn't have wrestling at our high school, did you? Yeah, but I never really paid much attention to it. We, we didn't have it ours. <laughs> yeah, it was a small, yeah. small group of people that were wrestling in our school. But yeah, we did have it. You know, it's funny because I actually had my neighbor was a wrestler on the high school team when I was in high school, 
and I it, I never connected the dots like <laughs> to what that was. Oh yeah, that's so funny. I, I just I mean I wasn't interested in it. I was like whatever. He's a wrestler. He wears that weird outfit. <laughs> yeah. So what do you boys think about? Um, okay, so they're in wrestling, which is real wrestling. What do they right. think about the WWE stuff? Are they like, oh, that's so fake, or, or are they into it because it's you know? You know, we haven't watched sort of much wrestling. of it, but okay. the times we have watched it, my oldest is like, oh, this is stupid. Yeah. But then my youngest is like, oh, did you see him throw that chair? You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So it just depends on the kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I was just curious because they're actually they're actually doing the wrestling, whereas these guys are like, you know, not just saying silly. not saying they don't get hurt sh- from doing their stuff or whatever, but it's just but it's all show. Uh, yeah, it's all show, and it's not, you know. So just curious, you know, about that. So yeah, that's interesting. That's funny. Yeah. So we had COVID twin babies. How was your COVID baby experience? <laughs> it was not fun. Um, they. <laughs> I had a scheduled C-section, and I was due to go in at, like, 12.30, I think, 1 o'clock, something like that, and they were like, you can eat this much time before, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, cool. So I set my alarm. I got up super early so I could eat something because I knew it was going to be a long haul. And um, then they called me at, like, 8, and they were like, hey, can you come in early? And I was like, sure. So packed everything up, went to the hospital. They hooked me up all my stuff that I needed to be hooked up to. And then they're like, when was the last time you ate? And I told them. And they were like, oh, well, we can't do the surgery right now because you have to wait until this time because you ate. You ate. I'm like, I was told to eat. Why didn't somebody ask me this question before I came into the hospital? Right. Goodness. So I sat in the intake room, hooked up to all the stuff. It was like the pre-surgery room or whatever, mm-hmm. the recovery room. And there's like three slots for beds. And I sat in there and it was freezing and I was miserable. My husband was with me, so that was good. I at least had him. Um. Then some, somebody who was waiting for their babies to come out was next to me, and the husband was next to me, and he was eating. So I'm like, I literally haven't eaten in, like, hours. Why are you eating in here? <laughs> and I, I, I told my husband, I was like, you need to go, and you need to find out what's going on. <laughs> um, finally, 4.30, they took me back. Goodness. Um, so not even at your person, scheduled time. Yeah, not even. So supposedly the person before me had COVID, and they had to sanitize the entire room. However, that happens. And they couldn't put me in a room. They had to have at least one open room in case of emergencies, and they only had three rooms. Okay. So, yeah. So that's what happened. And um, luckily, everybody was safe and happy and healthy. But it took way longer than I would have hoped for it to, to take um my first c-section i was knocked out so i didn't know anything the second i had a v-back so this was my third my second c-section but i was awake so the epidural worked oh cool and um i didn't know what to expect I, you know my arms were strapped down and i'm like freezing in that room and um he's like do you want more medicine you know i'm like no i'm good i'm good and then i had a uh like I guess my bladder wall from my previous C-section was, like, thinning or something, and they so they had to sew it up. So that department came in and sewed it up. They left, and the stitch came out. Oh, no. So then we're waiting for, like, it had to have been at least 30 minutes for that guy to come back. 
and I'm like, they, they, the people are just kind of hanging out because I'm, I, I'm clearly, I'm, I'm probably open on the table and I have no idea. I can't see it, but I'm like freaking out about that thought. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, the, the anesthesiologist is like, oh, so do you want some, something a little stronger? And I was like, no, no, I'm good. And then like a couple minutes later, I was like, yeah, you, you're going to have to knock me out because I'm going to have a panic attack. <laughs> so, um, so I got knocked out and the worst part of that was the nausea afterwards when I, after I woke up, I just couldn't stop getting sick for a, like till the middle of the night. Goodness. But I have a happy, healthy baby girl and Aww. we all made it through. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. We were telling baby stories, and I was pitiful on my end because I was like, "Yeah, our babies, they wait." I don't remember what my babies weigh. <laughs> I couldn't remember halfway through the sentence. They were the Julian was five pounds seven ounces, and Lex was six pounds twelve ounces. So for twins, they were they were yes, but for twins, they were good sized babies. So oh, usually, okay. yeah, usually twins are are fairly small. So they were. They were good-sized babies for twins, and we made it to 37 weeks, which they were very happy with. You know, they say for twins, you're full term at 36. They can come out. Oh, wow. Um, but, you know, the longer, obviously, the longer they stay in, the better. But, you know, at 36 weeks, I was like, all right, boys, 36 weeks. Come on, let's go. <laughs> right. But I made it to 37. So that was good. I was able to awesome. do all natural and... and it was all over with within five hours, and by the time I got to the hospital, I was so dilated that the anesthesiologist was like, if some emergency happens, I can't give you an epidural. I have to knock you out. So I was like, okay. So like if they had to do emergency C-section for some right. reason, I, there's no no option for me to be awake because I was too far along. So I was like, okay, well, hopefully that doesn't happen, but gotcha. And yeah. And it was just... Wow. I tell people it's night and day different experience from when I had Lana and when I had the twins. Because when you have twins, you are required to be in an OR. Whether or not you have vaginal birth or C-section, you have to be in the OR just in case. And with Lana, I did all natural with her as well. And it was a darkened room and it was quiet and we had, you know, it was just... The doctor and one nurse and my husband and for the boys it was this huge operating room bright lights my doctor a backup doctor anesthesiologist just in case uh a nurse for each baby a nurse for me <laughs> like oh there's so many people I mean it's such a big difference between having a singleton and having twins but I was just I was you know, Lana took 18 and a half hours these boys took five. I was happy with that. So <laughs> I would be happy with that too. Yeah, yeah. Kate or Zachary, my first. He ne- he just never. I guess it's failure to uh, progress. Uh huh. Because I was induced a week early because uh-huh. I had high blood pressure, and then he had failure to produce or progress after like fourteen hours. I think it was. Oh goodness. And the doctor's like, "What do you want to do?" I'm like, "Just get him out." <laughs> my epidural didn't work. I was throwing up the entire time. I was like, "I just cannot anymore." Yeah. Aww. So that they knocked me out because my epidural didn't work. So knocked me out, and I woke up. And I'm like, "Are you sure that's mine?" that was like my first words i'm I'm like oh gosh (laughs) that's funny oh well when natalie says she does she homeschools and had natural childbirth it sounds like she's some kind of hippie (laughs) but 
she said she I said, have such different reasons for both. Yeah. One out of a million people end up like paralyzed or something, right? What is yeah, this? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not common, but yeah, you can end up paralyzed because they hit the wrong spot or something. And I'm like, yeah, that would be my luck. That would be my luck that I get an epidural and, and that's what would happen. Plus, just the thought of a needle going next to your spine just gives me the heebie-jeebies. So I just, yeah. I, if I could avoid it, I wanted to avoid it. So I went and I took Bradley birthing classes for, for Lana and um, that's what we sort of, we did for the boys, but it was so fast that not much really, you know, there wasn't much into it, but yeah, it, that's, that, that was my reason for not wanting any medication. You know, I, you know, side of, you know, the, the greatness of, you know, not have any side effects for baby, for me, that's all well and good. But my main reason was I didn't want a needle in the back. Right, so. <laughs> yeah, it's a big needle. It's like, like it's it's very intimidating. Yes. I don't know if the needle's necessarily big, but what it's attached to is big. Yeah. So it's just, it's very intimidating. And you're like, oh, gosh. And then they, you have to, like, sit up and bend forward, and that's almost impossible when you're pregnant. Right, yes. Yeah, that, so. yeah, that was my main reason. That's why I was like, i got to try the all-natural route, because I'm, I'm scared out of my mind to get an epidural. So, yeah, that was my reasoning. As scary as it is. So. <laughs> well, you know, and, and now I never have to find out because we are done. So I, I don't we have to worry too. about it anymore. Huh? This time for real. I said, we are, we're done too. Yeah. This time for real. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. But, you know, it's all worth it. So, it's oh, all yeah. good. Oh, yeah. Definitely. No matter, how, no matter how they get in the world, as long as they're healthy and happy and everything's good. I think that's that's the the main point. So I agree. Yes. Completely. So what are what are all the classes do your kids take at the school? Um and and that's just electives, right? I mean, you don't send them there for everything. It's just electives? Yeah, no, it's just some classes that they want to take. Um we really haven't done too many classes. Um I Caden did a bird class last week or the week before. He really liked that. It was like the Wild Birds Unlimited or whatever it's called. Birds Unlimited or something like that um mm-hmm. they did it and they made a bird feeder and they talked all about the birds and he came and lectured me about how i need to drink shade coffee and <laughs> we need to put tape on our windows and all these fun facts of what i need to do to make the birds safe um oh goodness and he takes a herpetology class that he absolutely loves oh cool yeah we, so we pretty much really just it. uh sign lana up for for the the you know preteen thing and um we did the valentine stuff just the one day things just because with our schedule i don't feel like we can commit to you know weeks of classes so that's why i really like this reach program because they have the classes but then they also offer the field trips and the parties right. and the team the clubs yeah yeah so i really yeah. like that and if there's yeah. classes on a wednesday that you know i'm already there that means natalie's already booked around everything else for me to be there so lana could take those yeah but we oh, just yeah, have, that makes sense. we just haven't so seen far, anything that that interests her to really want to take a class for weeks yeah. so yeah right well if you ever bring her to the the class the spy class let me know and caden can hang out with her because he wants to hang out oh sweet. awesome nice he's like Wait. we need to do a play date and i signed her up for the easter egg thing already oh i didn't even see that oh yes easter they're having egg easter egg. it's like april 6th or something like that yeah, okay. she'll be there. And uh, hopefully right, she'll be at the next out. preteen thing, too. I just haven't... I don't know that Wes, we're doing that one. Wes, but... I haven't gotten Wes to say yes or no yet, so... 
Well, what we have yeah. to do is get you guys over here. We got yeah. a tree house. I got an axe throwing wall. I got a BB uh, gun range. I got magic room and hidden passageways in the magic room. And oh my gosh, we could do lunch like or a, something. A field day for the boys. <laughs> they love, and Lana would have a blast. Yeah, hanging out yeah, with Caden well, let me too. Know. So, uh, real quick before we get off, how does the butterfly setup work? I think Lana would love that. And like and Natalie, my wife. I mean, we had to have butterflies at our wedding. My wife loves butterflies. Yeah, She'd so be into it too. It was butterfly theme at our wedding. Mm-hmm. Milkweed, lots and lots of milkweed. Okay. Get lots and lots and lots of milkweed, and um, put it outside in a sunny area, and it should attract them. Uh, make sure you get like organic, GMO milkweed. So, because they they. I've had both kinds, because that's what I could find, mm-hmm. and the natural stuff, the, the good stuff, definitely attracted more. Okay. Um, but sometimes you might not even see the butterflies, so you have to check for the eggs, and they, they lay them underneath the leaf. Like, they're really hard to see, they're really little, and they're white, like a white, like, palish, greenish white. Um, so, if you look under the leaves, or actually, I think they're yellowish, sorry. Uh, if you look under the leaves, you should be able to find them. So did you just take the leaf and... No, I leaf? would actually... Um, sometimes we would cover the whole plant outside. Oh, if it wasn't okay. In a, if it wasn't in a pot, we'd cover the whole plant like with one of those pop-up laundry baskets, you know? Uh-huh. Um, or if it was in a pot, we'd just bring it in the house and we had one of those butterfly habitat things that they make. Okay. Very cool. Okay. You can get that on Amazon. I was I imagining you doing yeah, something, you, you know, small, like taking a leaf and putting it in a mason jar and watching them grow. <laughs> but well, no, it's they, much bigger than that. When they hatch, like they're going to have to have that milkweed to eat. I mean, right. they can go through a plant in no time. So, oh, like, wow. the more milkweed plants you have, the better. Okay. Because they will eat those leaves really quickly. And are, so, so are you, you getting to... that at a nursery? Yeah, you can get them at a nursery. You buy it, you, you have to rebuy them every year? Or do they re- regrow? Um, sometimes they'll regrow, like, they won't regrow the same plant, but the seeds will drop and they'll grow again. Okay, okay. So, you know, but most times I would just rebuy them because I just never had success with growing them myself. Yeah, okay. That I sounds like I've, I, I have no, any plants that we get, I'm like, here you go, Wes, you take care of it. <laughs> Otherwise yeah, well, it's going to die. Had- yeah, my friend yeah. had, like, a, a raised garden bed, and she just planted, like, a ton of milkweed in it, and it got really tall, and, like, there were tons of caterpillars on it. Tons. So, that's probably what I'm going to end up doing cool. at the new house, because we haven't dove into that yet. Well, that's neat. Well, we need to look into that. Yeah, what I we'll do, would really like that. We'll have you guys come over for lunch, we'll hang out, and you can tell us how to do it, because I really want to do it, and I don't All even right, know yeah. what a milkweed looks like. I'm sure you can look it up. Oh, I can Google it, but... It's a beautiful thing about Google. There you <laughs> yeah, go. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, we're about out of time, Leah. We got right. uh, com. L-E-A-H-S-T-I-N-E.com for those blog posts for about your podcast, for your podcast. Uh, your children's book is on Amazon. One more time, say the name of that one. A Boy and His Butterfly. And uh, stay tuned when her new book comes out. Uh, she's going to let me know, and I'm going to post that on my Twitter and social media as well because that's oh, what I do. You. I help my friends promote. Yeah. Thank you. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap everything up? 
I don't think so. Just thanks for having me, and I enjoyed our conversation. Uh, yeah. You were awesome. And like I said, we'll, when we get off the air here, stay on the line. We're going to do a couple plugs, but Natalie's going to talk to you about uh, setting up a play date. It'll be fun. Okay, cool. Um, so on March 5th from 530 to 7.30, I will be performing close-up magic at your table while you enjoy a multi-course meal. This take this will be taking place at the Lafayette Inn in Standardsville, Virginia. And tickets sell out each year, so make your reservations today by visiting lafayetteinn.com. And our television show, Wes Isley's Magic Life, has been picked up by Golden Media Syndication, and it's now syndicated across the country. If you can't find it on your local cable... Go to Roku if you have a Roku. Uh, look for Noodoo, and then look for Wes Isley's Magic Life, and you can find it there. And thanks, everybody, for purchasing our merch at WesIsley.com. It really does help. That's logo t-shirts, our Magic uh, Magic Life t-shirts, Magic Man hats, stickers, playing cards, and more. See you next week. Check us out online at wesisley.com and patreon.com forward slash Wes underscore Isley for behind the scenes videos, blooper videos, never before seen footage, discounts on merchandise, magic trick tutorials, and more. That's Wes Isley spelled W-E-S-I-S-E-L-I. -S -S -E